Hello everyone, great afternoon, great evening, great morning, or great whatever time it is that you're hearing this right now. Welcome to Your Support Group. I'm Kenny. It's cute. Today, we're going to talk about something that, well, I forgot about, and I'm just going to be honest about it. Um, the first episode, I was more uh, into Crazy World, but, you know, I, I couldn't miss the ladies. It's Women's <laughs> History Month. I, I feel so bad, you know? I, I I didn't give a shout out to the ladies since my family is female dominated. I, I got to give a shout out to the ladies today. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about Women's History Month. So now the break is over. If you don't know what Women's History Month is, every year, March is designated Women's History Month by presidential proclamation. The month is set aside to honor women's contribution in American history. But did you know that it actually started out as Women's History Week? Y'all only got a week? Almost like Black History Month, you only got the shortest month out of the year, you got a week? I know. Like It started out with that week and then somebody said, yeah, maybe we should do more. <laughs> Yeah, but the, it was originally selected for the week of March 8th, mm -hmm. um, which corresponded with International Women's Day. So they was like, hey, we can get it all together, right? Right. Because they don't want to give us too much, you know, that give us a day in March and then give us a whole nother month in like April. Like they'll be doing too much. Right, right. <laughs> That'd be doing too much. Like, hey, um, let's get this all together. It's not that organized. But yeah, so in February of 1980, President Jimmy Carter issued the first presidential proclamation declaring the week of March 8th, 1980 as National Women's History Week. Mm -hmm. Subsequently, presidents continued to proclaim a National Women's History Week in March until 1987 when Congress passed Law 100-9 designating March as Women's History Month. So between 1988 and 1994, Congress passed additional resolutions requesting and authorizing the president to proclaim March of each year as Women's History Month. And since 1995, each president has issued an annual proclamation designating the month of March as Women's History Month. Nice. It's good to be appreciated. To be recognized. <laughs> Y'all should. I think Tupac said it best. Mm -hmm. We all came from a woman, got a name from a woman, got a game from a woman. Women are smart. Women are unique. Mm -hmm. Y'all, in the biblical sense, y'all came from us. So y'all the better parts of us. I mean, he took the, the, the rib. You ever hit somebody in their rib? <laughs> <laughs> so if he took a rib and created a woman, that means he took a good guarded part of you out to create something that was, I mean, you know, beautiful, wonderful, awesome. Right. I was going to say magnificent, but my tongue got tied. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, y'all, y'all are magnificent. And since I'm a girl dad, you know, I'm all for it. You know, y'all should be celebrated. Y'all should be celebrated and protected. Yes, we should be. Um, when the movement, the women's movement first began, what a lot of people don't know is they didn't really want women of color in it. Right. So... As far as a woman of color goes, we are still struggling for our place in society. Right. It seems like we're the most often imitated and then disrespected. But during this month, I'm glad people are finally starting to see that, you know, give us our props. Give us some love. You know, don't be disrespectful. So it's good to see that we have a month to be celebrated. Yeah. I know exactly what you was talking about. You were talking about the uh, feminist movement. Mm-hmm. I-, I still see a lot of that, though. Where it's all good when y'all together and y'all fighting for feminist thing. But when it says, mm-hmm. hey, black women are being disrespected, the feminist movement moved back away from y'all. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, well, that's not a us problem. That's not that's a us problem. problem. <laughs> right. You know, it's like my grandmother said, you know, I send y'all all to the movie theater. If something goes down, you all better fight. Or you right. all better not come home. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I, I, I've been wanting to talk to a lot of non-women of color to say this. Yes, this is Women's History Month. And a lot of times I'll I'll have, because um, I do a lot of TikToks, I'll have white women come on my page specifically. And they'll try to invalidate my experiences. And they'll just try to say things like, well, we're all women and we're all in this together. And I say, yes, we're all women. But there's layers to my oppression. Because you're a white woman, you deal with white woman stuff, but I'm black, I'm a woman, um, I'm dark skinned. So there's all those layers that I have to contend with. And then if you're a part of the LGBTQIA plus community, you have that layer. Or if you're disabled, you have that layer. So it's like, please just quiet down and listen to someone's experience and don't invalidate it. Yes, we're all women, but we all have our different circumstances that we go through. Right. It's it's easy to say that when you look at a situation, you, you can easily say, oh, because I can relate at this point with you, then it shouldn't be that hard. But even, you know, when I talk to my teenage daughter, times have changed. It's some aspects of life that have changed that weren't around when I was her age. So, you know, I try to open up communication to try to understand what is really going on now. And you got to keep those lines of communication. It's the same way with the feminist movement. They need to understand and communicate better with women of color to get a, a, a better understanding so that it doesn't feel like when something happens to a black woman, you automatically take three steps back from the situation. Right. Things like that don't get fixed if they haven't been fixed in like what over 200 years they're definitely not right. going to get fixed <laughs> yeah. you know while white women was arguing for the right to vote you know black people mm-hmm. as a whole was arguing for the right to vote right you see the the big dynamic difference there you know mm-hmm. it takes a while you know it takes a while you know it's just like racism it, it's just something that's just going to be ongoing. You know, a lot of this stuff is still new. Yeah. But I just want to give a shout out to all the women up out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of you women out there are CEOs now. You said, fine, forget it. You won't let me in this office. You won't let me be the boss. You want me to be the secretary and go get me, go get you a cup of coffee. Let me show you something. Let me go out here and buy the, the coffee cup place and serve you with my coffee cups. <laughs> you right, know? Exactly. So they, they created their own lanes. And it's just such an exciting time, especially for women of color. You know, to see so many women of color CEOs and and higher ups and COOs and entrepreneurs out there. It makes me happy. It gives me a a broad horizon to, to show to my daughters, you know, to say, hey, look, you don't have to be this. You don't have to conform to that. You can do 
whatever you want. <laughs> it's a free right. world for you, you know? The only limitations you have is the ones that you pretty much place on yourself. Yeah, certainly there's some outside factors, but most of the time, especially with being Black, we are a resilient group of people. Like, they didn't let us go to school. We made our own schools. You know, like, just like you said, they won't let us become the CEOs. We create our own companies. So basically, as a woman, if you can dream it, go out there and just keep pushing and, you know, create it for yourself. Create your own lanes. Be your own boss. And a lot of women are doing that. They have hair shops. They have nail businesses. They they do everything. Everything from the bottom to the top. They're everywhere. Yep. I see so many entrepreneurs. It's like, wow, okay, you're doing that. I have a friend who's up in Tampa. She has her own coffee shop that you just mentioned that she she opened her up a coffee shop. And it's nice, too. It's in a little bougie area. So... <laughs> Back to what Q said, I like to equate it to this. Don't go in the paint thinking that you're not going to get fouled. They're going to throw mm-hmm. elbows at you. It's going to be right. tough. But you got to have the resiliency. And see, that's what a lot of black women have. Because, see, mm-hmm. it's a lot of black women out here that have, you know, seen loss, that have seen bad times. Standing on the shoulders of your ancestors is a great thing. Mm-hmm. And knowing where you come from is a great thing. And so what I try to educate my daughters with is knowing where you come from, what's in your bloodline, what's in your genes, who came before mm-hmm. you, who will come after you. <laughs> it would be people right. after you. But you got to take this torch and walk up here and light this, light this pathway for the next person to come in behind you and continue to keep on lighting the pathway until it's no need to even light the pathway. It's all brightness and everybody can just walk the same distance and and get to where they need to be so yes yes amen i would just want to say i love all whether older all the way down to the little babies um it's a little girl that goes to my toddler school her Mm -hmm. little name is dallas and she greets me every day like she know, like she knows me, like she know my spirit, and she's like, "Okay, you're Carson's dad. You're cool with me." And she gives me a high five every day, and I'm like, "Hey, Dallas!" <laughs> if I don't speak to her, she feels some kind of way. So I always oh, speak yeah. to her. Yeah, I always speak to her every morning. You know, so you got you got to love these women up out here, fellas. If you listen to my, the sound of my voice, love these women, you will get greatly rewarded. And if you're a woman that's out here for treachery or dirt, life is too short for that. Yeah, that part that part love yourself and with self-love comes outward love to everybody else we understand that things happen you know fellas stop being dirtbags to these women treat them with some kindness and respect if she don't want to give you a phone number don't call up out her name it's, it's right. pointless it, what, what is that going to make you seem that going to make you seem more of a female than she is come on man mm-hmm. yep so Marilyn, i love you sandy I love you. (laughs) Yes, we love y'all. All the women in my family, I love you. All my aunties, I love you. Auntie Joe, if you're listening, I love you. Yeah, I I love all you women. My cousins, they listen to the show. I love all y'all. My nieces, I love y'all. But most, for the most part, love yourselves. Take care of yourselves. And yeah. Boom, mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you got daughters, hug your daughters. If you got a wife, hug your wife. Let her know Uncle Kenny love her. <laughs> yeah. Q, you got anything you want to add? Um, I'll just say that uh, all my aunts, because, you know, at, when you're young, especially our generation, our uh-huh. aunts were like our moms, basically, because yeah. they just stepped in when moms couldn't do it you know they cooked they combed the hair they did everything so shout out to all my aunts my cousins and 
all the women in healthcare holding it down, first line workers, y'all the real MVPs during this whole crazy pandemic endemic situation. Much yeah. love. Yeah, you about you about made me a little bit emotional because I just had lost the aunt that was like a second mom to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh <laughs> i know right yeah yeah you know as soon as you said that i was like wow I, you know you, you never realize how much you miss a person until they're gone it's the truth yeah you know um because she was basically like the uh the life of the party mm-hmm. and she was the boss of the party too <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know uh wasn't no bigger heart in this world bigger than hers you know and she is truly missed you know, it's not a day go by that I don't think about her. Um, the way my daughter pronounced my name when she's uh, asking for some juice. She calls me Kenny when she asks for juice. <laughs> so she'd be like, Kenny. And for the life of me, it always sounds like my aunt is calling my name because that's the same way she said it. And I, I just laugh to myself. Definitely miss you, Auntie Yvette. So, yeah, uh, I, w- I want to talk about the most important woman. My wife. There you go. We can't forget about my wife, you know. Um, it's nothing, and I'm pretty sure your husband can attest to this, Q. Um, it's nothing mm-hmm. like watching a mother be a mother to her children, you know, nurturing her mm-hmm. children. I never appreciated that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. When I was, like, in my uh, late teens, early 20s, I'd be like, man, she got kids. <laughs> I ain't messing with her. She got kids. Yeah. But now it's like, I marvel at that because that's something that I'll never be able to do as a man. (laughs) I mean, I can go get surgery and go get a pack put underneath my underarm or some craziness, but it's something that I never experienced as a man. Only thing I'll ever be able to experience as a man is being a father. So. Yes. You Congress people, you representatives and all that stuff, try, stop trying to tell a woman what to do with their body. You don't Please control do. nothing. You know, sit your butt all the way down. Only thing you could do is run your mouth. That's it. Because if there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> well, we start making laws concerning men's body, like some of these serial impregnators out here, put them on mandatory birth control or a stitch a condom to their freaking PPs. <laughs> when you start giving out mandatory vasectomies then we start deciding what to do with women like we got to make it even across the board like we can't just because at the end of the day right at the end of the day a man can make children all the way till he die a woman cannot Mm -hmm. even though there is like history of women having kids well until they like 70s but (laughs) You don't find that too much now. Right. I'm going to go ahead and cut it short here, Q. Mm-hmm. And I got to give a shout out to my co-host because she's a woman. I be a woman. <laughs> she's be's a woman. I be a woman. <laughs> so I got to give a shout out to my co-host because she's an awesome woman. I couldn't do a lot of this without her because, like I tell everybody, you always got to have a person that can balance your crazy. And, there you um, go. Q does a good job on balancing my crazy because she she goes when when I go too far she go mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when I know I don't went a little bit too far with what I'm talking about because because she'll give me like when she's with me on something she'll go uh-huh uh-huh and then when I go a little bit too far left she goes mm-hmm and I say okay I went a little bit too far 
<laughs> a little bit too far. Let me let me pause for a moment, get my composure back. You know, so shout out to this woman on the other side of the table with me. <laughs> I thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to go check out the website. It's www.ysgpodcast.com. Again, it's www.ysgpodcast.com. Check it out. All the stuff that you want to do or be down with for your support group is on that page. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, next week, we'll probably be talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. Peace out. Peace. Hi, I'm Kenneth, and this is your support group. Thanks for tuning in.